Ew. Smells like it's time for another Shy Life podcast. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. Oh, it's the Shy Life podcast. Oh, there's going to be some drama ahead. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. Hello. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Oh, boy. He's not all that shy. is right. Shee. Blimey, Governor. Hi. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, Bonjour et bienvenue au podcast The Shy Life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How you doing? I'm all right. Dear, oh dear. Um, so, what's this episode going to be about? Well, um, it is going to be about uh, how we're coping with Ick's departure. Um, although, as we discovered, the Ick that departed is not our Ick. It's um, another dimensional Ick who has kidnapped the real Ick to try and get me to go and rescue him, I think. Anyway, I feel bad, but, um, uh, look, let's run the theme music and you'll see how we've been dealing with his departure. No, we haven't been running off to the other dimension. We, we don't know how to get there for a start, but anyway, we haven't, no, we haven't. But let's run the theme music. Go on, go on, right. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> Yes, well, it's a positive thing for the highlights, the shy life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Uh, okay, anyway, I'll tell you Delicious. Hello, campers. You quite like a big bang, don't you, Paul? Oh, yippee. Go shy yeti. Oh, I haven't found out my secret. Yes, he has. I love the yeti. It's my favourite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to get younger John's ankles as well. <laughs> I could eat more body weight in crisps <laughs> every day. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and juicy. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. Oh dear. Sorry, listeners, I'm just texting, just texting, um, get Uncle John. He said that, uh, he and, uh, Cromarty had come up with an idea or something. I was just typing him. Uh, 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 when will you be arriving? I'm very, uh, uh, very curious, uh, 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 uh. Uh, um, uh, uh, what? Sorry, my typing is so bad. If I type a word that begins with Y, it corrects to Yudge. Um, oh, I think they're here. 
Hello, Paul. Sorry I was late. I was just texting you. Well, trying to. Um, dear, it's, uh, uh, I, I was just trying, I just wondered where you were. I knew you were coming over. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I've just done a shift at the supermarket. Blimey, it's quite early. Yes, I did a very early shift. Yes, he's tired, Paul. He'll need a rest. I will. I'll need a little rest, I think. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, oh, gosh. I'm glad to be home. Well, I'm glad you're home. How are the magpies, your Uncle John? The baby ones. Well, and the big ones, too. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. The babies are great, yeah. Oh, uh, now the weather's getting a bit warmer. They're really flourishing. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so, what's this plan you've come up with? It's about Ick. Well... It's about us not having ick here. Yeah. Yes, we have a plan, Paul. I feel bad. I feel bad that we're not going to rescue ick. I mean, um, I've, that whole, you know, the whole situation about luring us to save him. I mean, I mean, it's like they're taunting us. Yes, Paul, they are taunting us. Yeah, I mean, we can't even go there even if we wanted to. We don't know how. I know, that's what I was saying to the listeners. Oh, well, the listeners here. Oh, hello, listeners. No, hello, listeners. Nice to see you. We're just a bit worried at the moment. Uh, bear, bear with this. Yeah. Um, as I was saying to the listeners, um, they've taunted us with this whole, uh, like, I don't know, ick isn't the real ick, and the real ick is trapped in the other dimension, being held hostage so that we'll do what they want us to do. Even if we wanted to go over there, we don't know how, how to get there. How did you get there last time? Presumably it's the same other dimension. Well, I think it is. We had that message. Oh, yes. Yes, that was a message from your other self. Uh, I mean, he, he seemed really, really wicked this time. Yeah, it's been such a long time. I can't remember how wicked he was last time, but I don't think he's ever been exactly chummy. He's very successful, isn't he? Yeah, he's very successful, but that doesn't seem to have brought him happiness. No, no, it doesn't. No, yeah. Made his fortune from his poetry, apparently. Yes, yes, I think he did. But anyway, um, so how did you get there last time? Do you remember? No, I don't really remember how I got there. A portal or something. Yes, I can't remember how you got there either. Maybe you need to go back and listen to the earlier episodes. Yeah, but surely um, they shouldn't be relying on me going back to old episodes to find out how I got to the other dimension. If they want me to come there, it doesn't benefit them to to, to not tell me how to get there. I, I mean, they can't want me to go sort of scrabbling through the archives to try and work it out from five years ago. Yes, well, yes, to be fair, that does seem a bit ridiculous, considering they desperately want you to go over there and walk into a trap, Paul. And, and walk into a trap, well, maybe it is. But they've got Ick, the real Ick. Do we know if the real Ick wants to sign a contract? I'm beginning to wonder if Ick ever did have a contract. I'm beginning to wonder um, if the whole contract plotline was something engineered by the other dimensional Ick cause all this trouble oh you're very clever paul yeah that might make sense because he's never mentioned a contract before and none of the rest of us have contracts no exactly yeah yes 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 you're right ah 
Well, that would make sense. So if we got the real ache back and didn't end up dead or, or whatever it is that uh, the other dimensional us, me, wants to happen, um, then there might not be a problem with contracts because he never had one and he never intended to leave. Yes, yes, well, anyway, um, until this can be resolved, until we can find a way to get to the other dimension, uh, I think that, uh, well, we've come up with this idea. Yes. Now, um, Paul, because we don't know how long it's going to take to rescue Eek, or, or, I mean, presumably it will happen, but that's if you want to go and do it. I mean... You're not terribly mobile at the moment, as we've said. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, uh, I don't want to go over to the other dimension, but leaving Ick there doesn't seem like an option. Yeah, I know. I know that. But, but look, maybe we'll have to go over and leave you. Oh, yes, maybe we will. Yes, it doesn't fill me with much joy, but, uh, oh, well, maybe we'll have to. But they don't want you. They want me. They've already said I would have to travel by myself. Yes, but you can't do that. So you'll have to call their bluff. Well, not even call their bluff. You just have to tell them that you're not as active as you were when you last met them all those years ago. Yeah, well, I'm certainly not happy about uh, travelling over there alone. Oh, no, Paul, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. Whether they know it or not, that's not going to happen. And we're not letting you go to the other dimension by yourself with your with your wobbly legs and all that. No, 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 Paul, not at all. You won't be allowed to. They'll have to agree to it. If they don't agree with it, then, well, we're coming anyway. That's if we even go. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, as you say, this is all a bit theoretical at the moment, seeing as we don't know how to get there. Yeah, no, we don't. Uh, but anyway, we've come up with this other plan. Yes, this other plan. A different plan. Okay. Um, uh, what is it? Well, Paul, uh, with Eek missing from the show, we are left with a gap. A gap? Yes, an Eek-shaped gap. An, an Eek-shaped gap. Yes, Paul. A gap that Eek used to fill. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's got lots of tentacles and, uh, uh, I said tentacles, uh, and, yeah, uh, now there's no eek, there's a gap. Well, yeah, that always happens when somebody leaves. Yeah, well, we need to fill it, even if it's just temporarily. We do? Oh, yes, Paul, I think we do. The listeners will miss it, you know? They'll, they'll miss the eek-shaped part of the show. Okay, and how do we how do we attempt to fill it? Well, you've heard of, like, temp agencies, haven't you? Yeah. Well, uh, we have contacted... We have contacted Kapow Temp Agencies. Kapow have temp agencies as well as supermarkets and taxi firms and restaurants and whatever else they have? Yes, absolutely they do. They have a temp agency, and within that temp agency, they have, uh, well, eek-shaped characters. Kind of. Okay, yeah, what what Gobbity is trying to say is that Kapow Temp Agency has a number of, uh, I'm trying to say weird and wonderful, that sounds offensive, but a number of alien or sort of CGI type creature type 
thing characters that are available for hire. Yes, Paul, this is true. Oh, now I see what you're getting at. What you're saying is that we need to temporarily um, replace Ick with a new Ick sort of character. Like like Toppy has Sassy in the Smellcast, and, and Auntie Vera used to have um, Conscience on, on his show. Oh, yeah, now, now you're going back, Paul. Well, yes, yeah, I know, but oh, anyway. Yeah, well, uh, yes, that's what we're saying. Okay, and so how do we get an ink replacement from Kapow Temp Agency? Uh, it's all done. We've got three uh, potential ink replacements, um, and we, we, they, they, they should be coming over this afternoon. Yes, that's right. After I've had a little nap. Yeah, after Comedy's had a little nap, the three potentials will come over and we'll talk to them. And uh, if we like any of them, then we can hire one of them. Hmm, okay. Doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world. No, I I, I thought I thought it would uh, appeal to you. I'm, I'm glad you're pleased by the idea. Well, in the circumstances, yes. I guess I, I, I am kind of pretty pleased. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I'd rather have the real ick here. I'd rather be, you know, trying to work out how we can get him back, but at the moment, they're stringing it out, aren't they? Whereas before we kind of ignored them, now we know that our friend is in danger, they're kind of being deliberately obstructive. Like, well, you didn't want to come and visit. We've got one of your friends, but but maybe we don't want you to come over here. Well, yes, it's exactly like that. They're torturing us. They are torturing us, yes. But anyway, we need to forget about that until we do hear from them, and we'll audition a replacement. Well, you know, temporarily. I'm sure we could have just borrowed Sassy for an episode. Uh, I mean, Conscience um, from the, uh, you know... um, from Auntie Vera's show. I don't know what he does now, because Auntie Vera doesn't do a show, so uh, it's a shame that Conscience isn't available. Uh, could have had, had Conscience here. He, I would rather liked him. Um, yeah, oh well. Well, you're going to like these ones, I think. They're, they're quite diverse, quite interesting, and, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think, uh, I think you're going to like them. Right. Yes, yes. They, they, they do look quite an interesting bunch. Oh, all right, okay. Listeners, I think it's time for uh, some music, a quiz, something from the archives. Not sure what. But, uh, yeah, go and have a listen. Uh, let Cromity have a little nap when we come back. I never thought I'd say this. Um, we'll be auditioning temporary replacements for Ick. Yes, it's going to be fun. Yes, yes, it will be. <laughs> okay. okay. Have a listen. It's Martin Holmes. Hello, Martin. Hello. Hello. Um, I, I've, I don't know if I've ever told you about this telephone box we have in my parents' village. 
it's one of those old-fashioned red telephone boxes and the villagers use it for putting things they don't want like usually books or so, sometimes even garden produce or 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 i don't know just like an just, exchange spot. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, not, um, it's not a mini library or a defibrillator it, 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 i think there was meant to be a defibrillator going in but um yeah it's, it's more of a swapsy <laughs> yeah it's more than a, a more of a swapsy thing than a library but actually i've I think it's quite a common thing, actually. I think I've seen a few on on, on YouTube videos and and, and other, from conversation that mm -hmm. yeah, I think it happens that people have managed. Like locals tend to like to keep their red phone boxes because they're a bit more. They're certainly more iconic than those awful ones. You those glass yes. ones from the from the late eighties and nineties, which just sort of fell up, fell, fell in on themselves. After. I'm very fond of the rotting telephone box. There are a lot yeah. of them around. And, and, and it, where the reds faded or the, the it's flaking off, but I, 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 there's one just up the road from me that I've taken a lot of pictures of as it slowly decays over the years. Yeah, well, um, sometimes my my mum's very very good. She she knows obviously that I do podcasting and she appears mm. on the podcast sometimes, mm. but um, often she gets far too much stuff to put in the box. She like being a former librarian herself. She. Mm wants to keep it tidy she wants to keep it ordered she's yes. very diligent when it comes to like there was a, a bit of a spate of um of, uh, what's that that was that naughty book the 50 shades of gray um oh. and, and, and she kind of and everybody else in the village have been reading it the yeah but she devil. wouldn't put that in the phone box or if ah. she did she put it quite high because you don't know who's going to wander in so she you know you, there, there could be kids around who who pop in there and so uh, she 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 does sort of keep a, a a mate from the eye on what's going in there but Top also only brown paper bag <laughs> yeah. but but also sometimes there's quiz games turn up and oh, yeah. and, and and there's there's a few where i've kind of then used the the, the quiz questions not as the gate in in a game format but just use the questions for uh like when i've been doing quiz episodes or section oh. quiz sections but anyway um I, I've arrived at my parents this time and she's put a little book and she thought that maybe it might be, be some sort of good sort of topic. Oh, um, yes. sort of, um, and the book is, um, and I'm, I don't know what this says about the, the reason I thought it would be good to share with you. You but, saw this um, and thought of me. Yes. Okay. Go on. <laughs> it's called, a, 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 gosh, sorry, <laughs> it's called 11,002 things to be miserable about. Yep. That sounds like right. Can you actually send that to <laughs> oh, look, me? It said this Are you selling it on eBay? Is it? <laughs> it's called, it's written by Martin Ho. <laughs> um, it, it, it's very, it, really is just it's i don't know how many pages they don't even bother they don't even bother putting a page numbers but it's quite it's a relatively thick book quite small book but there isn't literally is just lists um of topics um but i thought we could flick through and see whether the, any of these things do i'm not going to read every single one because some of them some of them are trying to be funny and they're not always that funny everything but, um, everything would make me miserable i find new and exciting ways to feel miserable about just about anything most days that's big because of my age. No, I don't know. Actually, I always think I'm a happy-go-lucky sort, but then people tell me I'm grumpy, so I don't know. Um, I'll read some of these. We don't have to stop. And I'll, I'll give you an I'll give you um, an example, and maybe stop at one that, that that maybe we could talk about. So the first ten or so are uh, death, life, Hitler, erectile dysfunction, hemorrhoids, used car salesman, your face, spam the email, spam the processed meat product, mm. vomiting, blind dates with ugly people, getting old, dying young, victims of lead-based paint, fake English accents. Now, ah. fake English accents, mm. that, that is, well, accents, I mean, 
Well, that's so a television many... thing, isn't it? I mean, the, it's interesting when you watch something like uh, Murder She Wrote, mm. and they do uh, specifically an Irish episode <laughs> or, or yeah. a London episode that yeah. quite often they've not moved one inch from the soundstage in LA, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and they basically got in. I mean, there used to be quite a community, certainly back in the 30s uh, you know, with uh, Sherlock Holmes and all that lot, there used to be quite a community of expat English actors mm. who were genuine English actors. Quite often they were trying to pretend to be American. Now, I imagine Americans get just as annoyed about people putting on fake American accents. You know, yeah. um, see, that was terrible. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, but yet I remembered specifically the story about uh, when uh, Hugh Laurie did House. Yes. And uh, the executive saying, oh, he, he's just the sort of American actor we should be employing, these the stage yeah. actors. And they hadn't realized he was a British actor. So his accent was obviously, for enough of the audience, was, was suitably convincing. Although with Hugh Laurie, I, I was, because they used to do sketches where mm. they did deliberately over-the-top oh, yes, uh, American yes. actors, I, I still found it when I did... Marjorie! Yeah, I, I still didn't, I didn't see that many episodes of House, but I did, I did that's the only reason I couldn't, necessarily quite take him seriously because i knew that he'd done comedy american accents too as good as he he might be at doing them well, but yeah you know is the god bless you mary poppins isn't it i mean yeah. it's dick van dyke isn't it that's the uh the, the awful one. although the awful thing is for many years um probably until i saw my first episode of eastenders mm. i i I, I had no problem with that with that because I thought that's how a cockney sounded. <laughs> I, like I, I saw Mary Poppins before I saw EastEnders. I he did his research and <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think I, he is considered to being a bit to be a bit sort of. It is, it is kind of the benchmark for for bad uh, British. Yeah. but but there's also uh, you know there's a kind of tendency uh, to employ uh, British English actors to um, to do villains aren't there in in, in american mm. movies particularly <clears throat> even if even if their accents are genuine yeah i, I don't know it, it, it's a weird one because like any uh community you can probably spot it but I, most people don't i mean there is this generic english accent there is this generic canadian accent there is this generic american there was, accent. A, there was a very bad they did a sort of ira type character <laughs> on 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 sons and daughters where somebody uh, was connect somehow connected mm. uh, and ra ran away to Australia and kind of ended up going out with one of the characters before they realised what what mm. the, his his backstory. But his accent was awful, and I guess he was just an Australian accent doing. We well, see. I'm quite uh, pleased because I think I think Peter Capaldi is an amazing actor, mm. but I I noticed that he very rarely moves away from his Scottish, whereas David Tennant is mm. a Scottish actor who seems to get away with his is mockney or whatever and people seem to be more forgiving of his english accents i, I don't yeah. know it's an odd one because i mean sean connery specifically comes to mind i mean again i, I seem to be uh, dwelling more on scottish actors but mm. uh i i because it and uh, sean connery particularly doing all those films be it the untouchables or hunt for red october or whatever those when he was you know at the height of his superstardom really or uh, indiana jones's dad you know basically playing them pretty much the same most of the time and i think that's perfectly reasonable i mean carrie grant didn't really alter 
the way he spoke any of the performances he did and I, and and he doesn't get anything like the same kind of criticism and I, I think it's right you know I, th- I think you know, I think Dave, I think David Tennant's English accent is one of the best uh, it's, it's more his Scottish accent the, 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 oh come on go stop doing your Scot- stop doing well, Scottish I, I, was, <laughs> I was talking on my show a few weeks ago about uh, and I just mentioned in passing uh, when um, Endeavour finished and and uh, they interviewed Sean Evans on the documentary about Endeavour that was sort of released the same night. And when he's talking just in his own Liverpool accent, and it just feels weirdly wrong. Mm. But, but but most actors can do a range of voices. I mean, I know, that, again, that's not fashionable these days because of, you know, various, you should get a genuine person from a genuine area, things. Whereas people make careers of, you know, I can do xyz accents you know but uh, i i think it's interesting now that that people can you know act actors you know because they're actors yeah. can put on various voices uh, again i mean my um my welsh roots sort of occasionally uh, resurface and uh that that's kind of odd because i spent some time in wales uh, when i was younger but I remember my father was Welsh, so, so I do have. But I, when I try and do a Welsh accent, people think I'm not very good at it. No. <laughs> Whereas it's interesting that I remember embarrassing moments as a child or as a student when I was put on the spot. Whenever I get nervous, I get I do get more northern. I've noticed that. I mean, maybe I hide it better now because I'm doing more podcasting. But when somebody really is having a go at me or you know whatever I, I i can feel the flat vowels coming you know they i just get more and more panicked and and the more panicked i think the more you default back to your core uh accent whatever that is i don't um, know whether that's got to do with the question at all but it's oh, just <laughs> actually you mentioned um, murder she wrote and and uh last weekend at time of recording um nick and i were over at Trobe and lisa's house mm. and um murder she wrote was on with the sound off in the background and mm. And we suddenly noticed that she was looking at us, oh. and, and Lisa goes, "Oh, it's one, it's one of the, it's one of those episodes where she's talking, she's she's just introducing it and talking to the audience, and then oh. and, and then she has the rest of the episode off." Mm. And and and, and, we're, and and I think there were, perhaps at the time we were there, perhaps there were t- three or four episodes, mm. and it seemed to be almost every other episode because there was mm. an episode, the next episode following it she was back in the center mm. stage then the next episode she was talking to the screen again yeah and, and i think so i was sorry to keep you jessica what, what is it that what is it that's so important you couldn't be here for the whole episode i mean to be fair i mean she was what um it was uh been on for 12 seasons and i think basically towards the end it was too much work she was knocking yeah. on it. Yeah, but, so they just started to alternate them, didn't they? Yeah, but, but I don't. I, I, which is what I presumed was the case. But the only, the only thing is, this looked like a much earlier eighties one. I mean, there was a calendar on the wall that said eighty four, and I thought, is this supposed to be an old calendar, or is this? Was it eight? Is, I didn't realise that she was doing those. Isn't there at, famously a crossover episode with Magnum P.I.? Oh, yeah, which would have probably, which would have meant it was probably one of the eighties ones as well. Yeah. Um, I've got. A few more suggestions. Another thing to get grumpy about. Yeah. Does um does February make you miserable or or um grumpy? I think every month finds new ways to make <laughs> miserable. I always I don't know. February's a funny one. February's an odd month because it it's shorter. Yes. Uh, yeah. which which has you know that going for it. I mean I, I know sort of two, three days here or there really shouldn't 
make a no. lot of difference. But it's funny because at the time of recording, we're in the middle of May, and May is the first month this year that seems to be dragging. Mm. Uh, it seems I, I I was looking at the ca- uh, calendar yesterday and realised, God, we're only halfway through May. Now I suspect it's because I've got something horrible going on at the end of this month, which I'm not looking forward to. Mm. So it's kind of like that, you know, death march thing or whatever. Oh, sorry, mm. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I hope it's not that. But mm. um, but yeah, but I I get to this time of the year and I think, God, why am to January, February, and March? You sort of feel that the year is flying by, but then suddenly we seem to hit the brakes with May. But February is a I don't know. It's it's a nothing of a month, really. I mean, I know a lot of people enjoy a Valentine's Day, uh, well, but it, it sort of feels over before it ever begins. Really, February. Sort of like, oh, yeah. uh, being a Gone. being a being a podcaster who sort of can be topical. Follows the calendar, yeah. To a certain extent, yeah. Mm. I, I have to I have to have my Valentine's episode mm. in the can a bit early, and also mm. I have to think how long do I think this one's going to take to edit to get it out roughly on Valentine's Day. Mm. So it takes all the romance out of the day. <laughs> I, I mean, you are plummeting through the year when you when you've got to the end of February. You think, crikey, that's two months since Christmas, and I've done nothing. But I think the other fascinating thing about it, of course, is you know January, February. They are weather wise, they're grim, aren't they? They're just, they are, it's cold, it's miserable, it's dark. You have to put the heating on, which these days is basically, you might as well just put fibres into a shredder. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. It's it's a perfectly interesting month, sort of photographically. And when we go out for our walks, it's, you know, it doesn't make much difference that it's February. But I, I, I mean, Derbyshire, where I live, is kind of, it's cloudy most of the year. So we get these sort of windows of sunlight, you know, but um, but basically you kind of think if you want to photograph the moon or look at the stars, February is not the month to do that. And basically you sort of feel that the, the, the sun disappears in October and you're not going to see it again till March. So, so February's kind of, it should be more optimistic because you're getting to the end of that, but it it's just a bit nondescript, I find. This, this book goes from... So, you know, well, have you got eleven thousand of these? It's going to be a blooming long. Uh, I'm jumping some of them. Some of them are too rude, and some of them, I, you know, don't really want to get into. Well, don't ask me the rude ones. I no, exactly. That. I don't want to do that. Um, what? I, it's other people's lives, mate. That is. <laughs> um, so some of them go from things like red wine hangovers to mm. um, the existence of other people. That's sort of one end of the scale to a to completely. Mm. Well, a big big tick for distance. That's you, know. you can deal with red wine hangovers yes. by not drinking red wine. You can't yes. really deal with the existence of other people that easily. So no, I, uh, I mean red wine. Uh, oddly enough, is 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 one of the joys of life. You know, it's not something to get grumpy about. But it's, uh, I think, in moderation. Now, I suspect. Uh, I mean, I suspect I've had my fair share of wine and vodka and god knows what hangovers in my time and it's not that i am i'm no i'm not a non-drinker these days but i'm a much more circumspect drinker i I, you know i will have a glass i will have maybe maybe two glasses and and that's enough so i i tend to avoid the worst of that the other thing that your listeners should know about red wine uh which sounds terribly uh (laughs) lucky for you mate but better wine gives you fewer hangovers <laughs> yeah I've heard that. um but also yes i remember when i was at university not wine but we used to drink something called black, black oak cider or something and it was very cheap maybe one or two pound a, a two liter bottle and mm. um yeah i mean i've never known anything like it for 
being a, a mood changer. I mean, I'm not a, mm. um, I'm either usually a happy or sad, but I'm, I wouldn't be a cross or a violent drunk. Mm. But, um, I, but, but I remember it, when I drank this stuff, if my flatmate who did tend to be more emotional, um, uh, I, I could either be very, very happy at the end of the night, or if the mood went to a sad conversation, I'd be in tears. I've never drunk anything like it. Moderation in all things, though. I mean, the, 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 there are these terrible whiskey drunks. Whiskey drunks are awful. You know, I used to go to uh, whiskey tasting and think, yeah, okay, everything tastes a bit like whiskey. But, um, but no, red wine, I don't know. Red wine's a, I, t- I mean, wine, I, wine again is one of the joys of life. Um, even, I, I, I know that there are people who can't drink or won't drink or, 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 and I get that. I understand, especially if it's a problem, but, but the odd glass of wine, you know, like a crisp white wine on a summer's afternoon is, is a glorious thing. And, uh, and the other thing is that actually supermarkets now, I mean, I know we're living in a, a time where prices are rocketing and everything like that. But what surprises me is that you can get, I can't, I'm starting to get a bit Jilly Golden here, is you can get <laughs> really good, really good quality wines for about six quid. And mm. I know people say, oh, yes, but this one's two quid. But actually, you know, a, a decent six, seven quid bottle and not just sitting there and knocking it back like it's a can of pop. Yeah. is is a wonderful thing yeah my gut my, my guidelines is probably um like 20 years ago you could get a quite good wine for say five pound <laughs> um so now i would presume that Out it would 10. be yeah or somewhere between between and five and not not less than not if it's less than that it can't be can't be it can't it can't be cheaper than it used to be 20 years ago it's going to be more expensive yeah, well, I, I mean for some i mean some of the supermarkets they'll do you know three for 20 quid yeah. offers and things and actually the stuff that's in those offers is usually pretty pretty good stuff mm. i mean okay it might not be the exclusive stuff i mean it, it is more the the more mass production vineyards i mean certainly in the american wines you know you've got these mass production things and then you've got the local wines which don't get exported but they are they're, they're decent stuff you know yeah. i mean it's not i'm not saying that you know i'm sure there are wine connoisseurs out there who think it tastes like battery acid you know but but generally speaking to me it it like to put a, a bottle of trip is a, is, a, is a wonderful thing you know yeah. auditions today yeah I must say I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it uh, I know I know uh, I, I, I'm sure it'll go fine I'm sure I'm sure it'll, it'll go fine yes yes you're right yes I don't know why I'm so worried well you know trying to feel uh, shoes is a, uh, a difficult matter it, it is isn't it it is um um Golly, uh, gosh, um, where did we get these people from? We put an advert, Paul. Oh, yes, we did, didn't we? O- online, o- on that weird website. Yes, Paul, well, we are looking for weird people, aren't we? Well, I know, maybe that's the, the wrong way to go with all this. Um, 
you know, maybe we shouldn't be looking for weird just because it was an alien. How how weird was he beyond being an alien? Well, I mean, he did eat books. Yeah, I know he ate books. But in many other ways, it was... Well, he was a lovely guy who liked tea and, um... Yeah. Um... Uh, I, 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 he was always really good at sort of fitting in, despite all the tentacles. Uh, you said tentacles. Uh, I, I did. Yes. I mean, he loved he loved being on Earth. He loved, you know, um, uh, he, he loved he loved sort of being part of the human race, uh, as it were. Yes. Yes. He had uh, a very good um, collection of um, albums by Duran Duran for a start. Yeah, I know. He loved that song, Planet Earth. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, um, it was because it was about Planet Earth. It's a bit like when you go to live in Paris, you, you try and find a song about Paris that sort of sums Paris up. Are there that many songs about Paris? Well, I'm sure there must be. Okay, I, I guess, well, I, I, I just try. Oh, I think it might be time for the first person to come in. Uh, I've got uh, the first person here, Paul. Right. Um, uh, who, who do we have? Uh, his name is Francis Twitter. Uh, he, uh, uh, he likes dressing as birds. Right. Okay, send, send him in. All right, Paul. Oh, uh, yes, Mr Twitter, please come in. Hey, come on, come along. Hey, the boys want to speak to you. Ah, oh, hello, hello. It's so nice to see you. How are you? Uh, hello, Francis. Uh, my name's Paul, and uh, this is uh, this is Cromarty. We'll, we'll be uh, here. Um, Yeti Uncle John will be uh, taking notes. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Yes, well, it's a pleasure to be here. It is. Um, do you always? I mean. Um, I don't know. Are you going to keep your your head on when when uh, uh, you, you speak to us? Is it whatever you prefer? I can move my head if you like. It's a very wonderful costume. What sort of bird is that? It's a blue tit. A blue tit. Did you did you hear that? Yes, I, we can hear you with your your blue tit head on, but um, well, it's up to you. I'll take my head off. I'll take my head off, if you like. Because your Uncle John has to really hear what you're saying. Oh, yes, I suppose you're right. Yes, okay, I'll take my head off. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Uh, uh, what questions do you want to ask? He, he's, his voice still seems as muffled as it was before. It's just my natural speaking voice. It's a little bit muffled. Yes. Oh, well, that, that, there's no problem, no problem. So, why do you want this job? You do know it's uh, only temporary at this moment. I do. I guess it's like a trial job, is it? You know, I'll do it for a few months, and then if, 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 if I'm any good, I can stay. Um, sort of like that. Uh, the The person whose job this is, is, um, he's, he's, um, he's been called away. Oh, right, Okay. He's not pregnant, then? Not pregnant, no. Well, he was. I mean, a while ago. 
Okay, it's a very strange show. You'll show then. Yes, it is very strange. Pretty strange. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, uh, what do you want to know? Uh, when, when did you first start uh, dressing as a bird? Oh, I've done it all my life. All my life I've done it. Dressed like a bird. Uh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. Oh, good, yes. Uh, what is your favourite bird? I like dressing as a robin, but, I don't know, people keep trying to take photos of me to put on their Christmas cards. Ah, okay. Um, I'm sorry, it's quite difficult to hear um, some of what you're saying because, um, uh, 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 I must apologise, I, I, I have a slight hearing problem. That's okay, I'll speak up. I said, I'll speak up. Yes, that's good. I, I, I can hear you. It's fine. Um, so, uh, you've read about the Shall Life podcast. I've heard about it. It's, it, seems, it seems very strange. Your way is pretty strange, yes. I saw mention of vampires. Of vampires? Yes, vampires. We do have vampires. Well, we did have vampires. We might not have them anymore because they were vanquished by a guy called Max. Oh, that's nice. It's nice to have someone who'll vanquish your vampires for you. Yes, we we couldn't have done it without him. In fact, we struggled for quite a while. Oh, so good. Um, anyway, uh, uh, what else would you like to tell us about yourself? Well, I was born at an early age. Or, or I was born in a town, uh, in a house, to my parents. Uh, anyway, it's very interesting. I'll tell you all about it, yes. Please do, please do. Oh yes, thank you. Whew. Right. What did you think of him then? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Mr. Twitter uh, would fit in very well. His speaking was muffled for a start. It was. And although he dressed up as birds, um, well, it wasn't very interesting, was he? But yes, but how interesting was Eek? Eek was very interesting, I think. Well, it could be quite boring. But then you're pretty dull, so uh, I guess it's difficult for you to judge. Kitty Uncle John. Well, I'm sorry, I'm just speaking as a find. Yes, we know you are. Um, I, I don't really think Mr Twitter is the one for the job. It was nice for him to change costume midway through. Yes, his underpants were very beige, weren't they? Yeah, strange thing to do. Strange thing to do, but, uh, yeah, I've never seen a man dress as an ostrich. The blue tit, yeah, he sort of fitted the costume, but he didn't have the figure for an ostrich. No, no, he did not. Yeah, and you're right, those underpants were quite concerning. Um, yes, Uncle John, do you have the next person? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, uh, Muriel Hogg. Muriel Hogg, okay. Does she dress like a pig? Paul. I don't know. I just don't I don't I don't know what, what we've got here. Yeti Uncle John, does she dress as a pig? No, no, she's dressed more like Mary Poppins. Oh right then. Uh send her in. Bring her in. Alright. Yeah. I think you're right about that, Mr. Twitter. He's he was kinda of strange. He left some strange deposits in the waiting room. Strange deposits? Oh Yes, never mind. Uh, Mrs. Hogg, please come in. 
hello, hello. Oh, 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 it's lovely to be here. Hello, my name's Muriel Hogg. Oh, yes. Uh, your house is very untidy. Uh, would you like me to tidy it for you? Well, um, uh, if, if, if you like. I mean, Toby um, does quite a good job. Oh, yes, Toby. Toby, I think I might have met him. Oh, it's lovely to be here. I love your your house. Oh, thank you. It's very nice, isn't it? <laughs> yes, except that is very dirty and I want to clean it. I want to clean it. Uh-huh. That's fine. That's that's if you want to. Yes, I'll clean it with my tongue. Really? Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, it's the best way. It's the cleanest way. If you use your tongue. I think a hoover would be better. No, no. That's why God gave you a tongue to clean your house with. Really? I've never thought of it like that. Oh, yes, that's the best way. Absolutely the best way. Anyway, um, um, what do you want to ask me? Oh, uh, well, um, Muriel, uh, um, what, um, what do you know about the show? Why do you think you'd be a good fit? Oh, because I like talking, yes. I mean, it's another thing you can do with your tongue. You, you, you flap it around when you speak. Yeah. Yeah, we we have a a guy called um, uh, Martin. We call him Sniffy Martin. Oh, why? Because he sniffs a lot. Oh, does he smell? Um, he, well, no, he doesn't smell. He he smells, but he sniffs. He he sniff. Um, Paul is trying to say he likes smells. He doesn't smell himself. Well, I guess he does, but not not in a bad way. He likes to wear cologne. Oh, cologne. Hmm. Well, I suppose it would be quite a good set. Uh, um, if you have somebody who smells, uh, somebody who who um, licks, licks things, I could be Licky Muriel. L- Licky Muriel, yes. Yes. How well does your cat lick? How well does my cat lick? He's a pretty good licker. Yes, a pretty good licker is Dealey. He looks very old. He is quite old. He's actually an alien but he, he remains in the form of a cat because he's doing research. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've met them types before. You have to be careful with them. They'll steal the margarine from your fridge. Will, will they? Yes. Yes, did you not know? Aliens love margarine. They love to lick it with their tongues. They have very long tongues, some some aliens. Well, well the person who you are temping for, he, he is an alien. Oh, did he steal your margarine? Um, not that I know of. He had his own fridge. He didn't really need to use ours. Oh, well. Oh, funny lot, though. Them aliens in them spaceships. Oh, I don't, I don't trust them myself. Oh, well, well um, ours was very nice, but... Uh... Oh, well. Maybe you should find somebody else uh, as well. You know, somebody with big ears. And they could be listening... Listen, need Joseph or something. Oh, yes, that's very catchy. But at the moment, there's only one position. And, uh, um, yes, well, anyway, uh, please, Marjorie, uh, Muriel, I'm sorry, Mrs. Hogg. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, that's a funny one. Um, yes, um, tell us all about yourself. Well, um, I was born in a hospital and, uh, my mother... She said when she saw me, this one's going to be a right uh, licky child, because I was licking her from the moment I was born. Oh, lovely. Um, 
Yes, tell us more. Oh, right. Uh, so, when I was 17, I uh, I had a fight with a whippet. Uh, very interesting. Uh, it was jealous of me because I was more licky than it was. Oh, right. Gosh, 17 already. Uh, did you want me to tell you more about what was in between? I, I, I don't know, Paul. Do you? I don't know, do I? Uh, just uh, whatever you want to tell us. Oh, right. Uh, Oh, dear. I spotted a patch of dust over there. Oh, golly. Uh, let me, let me just... Uh... Oh, please, please don't lick it up. Oh, I've got to. I have to. Oh, dear. Oh, please, no. Oh, gosh. So, I don't think she's suitable for the job. Did do you? No. No, I... I... Oh, the licking, it's too much. Yeah, I, I don't want to be wondering whether things that I'm touching, whether they've been in her mouth, to be honest. Yes, I know, I know. Yes, it's a little bit... Not to not to shame her or anything, but it's a little bit unpleasant. I don't like the look of her tongue, for a start. I'm sure it was blue. Blue? Maybe, maybe she needed sweets earlier or something, or... I don't know. Oh, I don't know. He's very strange. She was very strange. I don't think we want her. Oh, golly, we might have to re-advertise, Cromarty. I was hoping we'd find somebody. Yes, so was I. Oh, Gitty Uncle John, who do we have next? Uh, we have, um, uh, Ozymandias uh, the Talking Duck. Ozymandias the Talking Duck. Is he actually a duck? Well, yes, I think so. But he talks. Okay, this kind of sounds more hopeful. Yes, yes, I think um, uh, a talking duck would be a good replacement for Eek, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, please, show him in. All right. He seems quite pleasant. Uh, okay. Oh, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh, quack, quack, quack. How are you? Hello. Uh, Ozymandias, is it? Oh, yes, quack, quack, quack. Oh, how nice. Um, oh, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, please take the seat. Oh, quack, quack, quack. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh uh, uh, it's so nice to be in your podcast. Yes, it's so nice to have you. Um, uh, do you have any questions? Oh, yes, quack, quack, quack. Um, uh, oh, I'm very interested to read about um, some of the other people I might be working with, quack, quack, quack. Uh, yes, there's this Uncle John who you've met, myself, Paul. Um, Cromarty, did we even introduce ourselves to the last person? No, I don't think we did, Paul. Oh, it's not my... Oh, dear. Too late now. <laughs> you are. Quack, quack, quack. Oh, sorry, we, we're not very good at this interviewing lark, it has to be said. Oh, dear. It's difficult, isn't it? Quack, quack, quack. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, oh, yes, um, people you'll be working with. I mean, um, Bettina, uh, she's an actress. And August Evans, he's, he's an actor. No, he's a painter, sorry. Oh, really? Interesting. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah, um, there's, there's Dee Lee, the cat. Oh, I met him. Yes, he he talks. He, he, he does, he does. Um, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Um, 
Yes, and then there are all the various co-hosts we have. Oh, Martin as well, and Tallulah. Um, they, they work in a music school. Oh, music. I love music. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Good. Good. As I say, yes, sorry, we have lots of uh, guests who are like, um, well, we call the ones I've told you about, we call them the regulars. Oh, the regulars. Quack, quack, quack. Nice. Yeah. Um, and um, as I say, it, it's kind of... Uh, uh, we have all these other guests um, who come into the show uh, and we don't call them regulars. I guess we call them... I don't know. What do we call them? Oh, well, yeah, we just call them our co-hosts or our friends. Oh, your friends, you have friends. Oh, your big budget. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Yes, it's quite a big budget, uh, considering. Um, you do know that this is not a paid position. Oh, oh, no, it's fine. Quack, quack, quack. I mean, we'll give you tea and things like that. Oh, it's fine. I just, I just want the exposure. Quack, quack, quack. Good. Yes. Well, um, Comedy, he seems fine, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he seems marvellous. Shall we offer him the job now? Yes, I think we should. Um, uh, Ozymandias, um, we would like to, um, offer you the job. Oh, marvellous. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> um, we really need somebody pretty quick, and and uh, uh, if you're available to start. Oh yes, I can start. I can start. Quack quack quack. Oh good. Oh good. I'm, I'm so pleased. Um, well, uh, 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 well, um, perhaps, um, perhaps, yes, Uncle John, will you put the kettle on? Oh yes, I'll put the kettle on. Uh, great. Um. Uh, it, it, it would be good if if uh, we could have a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, marvellous. Quack, quack, quack. Uh, marvellous. Good. Great. Um, well, I mean, we'll talk you through sort of what your duties will be on the show. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Oh, I'm very excited. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll, 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 I can't wait to tell my friends. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. <laughs> yeah, great. We made the right decision, Cromarty. Yes, I think we have. It's fine. Um, yeah, good, great. Okay. Um, uh, cool. <laughs> A pleasure to work with you, Ozymandias. Oh, marvellous. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. <laughs> quack 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 oh yes quack 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 you you lot are off your head oh blowing heck are you sure you wanted that Aussie Mandis for that job look it's Uncle John I know he's not ideal quack 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 um I know he's not ideal but we he's better he was better than the first two I couldn't cope with uh Bird dressing boy or um, Nicky woman. I don't think that was their names, Paul. I know, but uh, I'm hopeless at interviews, as you may have heard. It was all such a rush. I, I, uh, um, I don't know. You've gone for the novelty act, Paul. Well, they're all pretty novelty in their own way, but they were from a weird website. What else can I expect? I suppose so. Are you sure you don't want to try again? I don't think so. I, I don't think we've got the time. It's a good thing, you know. He doesn't have to be in every episode. 
No, I mean, it wasn't in every episode, was he? Um, we've got other things to be thinking about, really. It's just to keep that place free, I suppose. Where will he live? Um, I think uh, he'll live wherever he lives. Oh, you're not going to ask him to move in? No, I couldn't cope with all the quacking. And Toby certainly couldn't. No. And there's no room here, unless you want him in the magpie hut. Oh, no, I can't have quacking in my magpie hut. The magpies would be furious. Yes, I imagine they would be. Um, golly. Um, now hopefully he can just live wherever he lives. And, uh, you know, just show up. Like a neighbour or something. Yes, like a neighbour. Uh, and, uh, Ozymandias the Talking Duck will be joining us soon. Yes, we ought not to involve him in all the problems too much. Not not on his first day. No, you're right, we we ought not to. Yes, I, I think a, a gentle, um, you know, introduction to the Shalef podcast. Gosh, I hope we get the real ick back soon. Yes, I, I hope so too. Oh, yes. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> oh, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to be here. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> other subjects we um to make us grumpy all the books and films you will never read before you die i don't know that really bothers me because I, I've, I've certainly never seen but all books than i can possibly read yeah, in I know, I know. and i've got more books on the pending show i buy a book now i i buy books because i feel i should have them i mean certainly uh the television research books you know specifically i buy a, i buy i don't buy as many of them as i used to because mm. i haven't got the funds and unfortunately, quite a lot of these things are niche publishing and and therefore are you know, 20, 30 quid. And I just don't have those kind of funds. So I don't buy them, even though I sometimes talk to the authors on my show. I don't actually I can't afford to buy these books. And and despite what people might think about um, having a radio show, I don't get sent freebies. You know, it's it's very it doesn't happen like that. Uh, we're not you know, our audience is not, you know, OK, I suspected we were on, you know, radio four we we'd probably get free copies but we're not that's not the way it works yeah. but the interesting thing to me is that i i buy books but i've not been reading books as much recently so i've got them but i haven't read them and that to me is one of those things that does make me grumpy because my current situation is i'm not i'm not working which a lot of the government think that all the woes of your financial problems are my fault okay but actually <laughs> I I spend two days a week working on the radio show. I know people think, how can an hour's radio take two days? But it, it uh-huh. does. Oh, uh, it does. In, including, it does. Well, including recording sessions like I have with you. And, and, and you know, that is part of that time. But I, it takes two days to have enough material to edit and put a show together. And the other three days of the week, I mean, one day nowadays, because I've got some very good friends who are looking after me mental health-wise, they take, we go out for a walk. So I lose another day. So I've got two clear days most weeks. But other things happen in those two days. You know, you've got uh, surgery, you know, doctor's appointments, you know, we've got family problems, all these kind of things. So the squeeze is always on with your time, even though, you, according to workers, you've got all the time in the world. You really haven't. You know, even just things like doing the washing up, you know, can it, it all takes your time. So actually, and the thing that has, 
I've most lost because I mean I, I also do a lot of drawing and drawing takes time despite what people might think about the quality of my drawings they they these things take time to do and so the, the one thing that I've lost is that time for reading. And it's interesting to me that I've been told we're, we're very conscious in the family at the moment about um, dementia and Alzheimer's and all this kind of thing. And the, the, the thing about it is, it's one of the things that's supposed to help with, with keeping your mind working is reading fiction. And so I'm I'm constantly being told you need to read more fiction, and I'm constantly not doing that. But I've 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 had uh, I've, I still buy magazines every month, Empire, you know, film magazines, uh, SFX. I get these book a bit magazines, and I don't get the time to read them. I'm not finding time to read, and that is a problem, especially as I I wake up so early. Yeah, because I think, well, I could do it then. But my time, if you like, my free time, I now, because of the nature of the show, I spend watching television, watching DVDs to try and have something to talk about. I do, I do, do quite a lot of reading at the moment mm. of either autobiographies or or fiction, but I do struggle with, like, I've got quite a lot of Doctor Who magazines I haven't read. Um, partly I find the print is very small. <laughs> well, there is that too. But you see, I think it's interesting as a, I mean, again, I hate, it sounds terribly self-aggrandizing because I, I do not like that. But when you call yourself a creative, even if I'm, you know, an unemployed creative, creating art, doing the writing, I mean, I write articles, I write articles that, you know, people might or might not read, or I write articles to perform for the show because I can't sometimes, I mean, despite the fact I, I've now sort of rattled, rattled on to you without a script for the last 20 minutes or whatever it is, I'm actually, I, I need quite often to have the words in front of me to for that to work properly. Uh, so I like to write articles, I, I sometimes write articles for um, well, very rarely i'd like to be i'd like to actually be asked more to do writing for mm. things but uh, people don't because they don't know who you are and that's fair enough but doing those creative things doing the creative thing of the show means that you're not being a passive consumer of other people's writing you're being an active creator and mm. somehow being an active creator means i personally find it difficult to find time to read yeah, i mean i used to enjoy writing whether it be poetry or or prose or whatever, but um, I think I enjoy creating, and if, and I also very much enjoy improvising. So I swear um, to God, it's an age thing. I actually the way that I feel that the week vanishes in the blink of an eye because of these things I do. I feel it's Friday before I realise Monday's over, <laughs> and so I, I think that when you're younger you can sort of come home from one thing and do four hours on something else and it doesn't bother you. But I find most evenings I'm absolutely shattered. And the idea yeah. of then sort of thinking, oh, I'll go up and write for three hours or I'll go up and read for three hours. If I tried reading for three hours, I'd nod off in the first 10 minutes. It's just, I think you, you have to organise your time and you get to a point in your life where you start to maybe you know the, the grim reaper might not be sort of tapping on your shoulder but you start to think i've got a finite amount of time mm. and i want to use it as wisely as i can so i cram everything in but what does mean that certain things fall through the cracks also i think i certainly don't care about reading 
the books that you're supposed to read the, ah. class, the classics i have no interest in reading the the work the works of shakespeare i would rather just just take me now please if, uh, <laughs> i like shakespeare i like um, shakespeare but, but i don't like all of shakespeare i, I, yeah, I like shakespeare i wouldn't want to want to read it i mean there's plenty of, i'd rather i i, I just don't feel some people feel they have to don't they like they or oh, i must read all of dickens or well, I must read well all of... my favorite thing really uh, in terms of shakespeare i mean i've read some dickens i've not read all of dickens but you know i mean it's available should i wish to mm. uh but there are so many other things to read that i'd probably read before i got round to that uh, i mean i have read um uh, which one is it the, the uh, our mutual friend is it no the what the what no, no bleak house i have read bleak house which is a doorstep of a book but the thing about shakespeare is what i really like about shakespeare is when people talk it like you and me talking now and they don't sort of pronounce it yeah. so they make you know they make the uh oh for abuse of fire that would send the brightest have an invention king for a stage prince to act monarchs to behold as well and seeing them with all like harry like himself oh you know <laughs> uh -huh. that sort of uh yeah assume the port of mars you know uh and i just like shakespeare when it feels like conversation and i think that that is my favourite version, but but when somebody comes on, oh, zoo, I, no, God, no. I, but again, one of the things that I, I know, um, John Humphreys is a bit an old curmudgeon, you know, fair enough. I understand people like or dislike John, John Humphreys. But one of the things I remember him saying is, I've got to an age now where I feel that if I don't want to finish a book, I don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah that, the piece of wisdom in that somewhere, yeah. which I was quite taken with. But also, I find that uh, don't don't plan or kind of feel like you ought to do something because my mind mm. will get there eventually. If it, if mm. it really, like for instance, I don't know. I I, I don't know if I've seen a documentary or I had mm. a dream a dream or I mean I used to work in Belgravia, but one day I decided I was going to watch upstairs downstairs and I oh, watched. Really? I not. must do that actually. I remember seeing some of it on the first transmission, but I've seen it's on uh, ITVX, and I really should give it a whirl again because I do fancy it again. Yeah. But, but if if you know, I would, I, I, that was not on my plan. There's quite a few things, mm. where, you know, think shows I know are good, mm. um, like Mash and all those sort of things. I, I had no interest, and then one day something triggered me off, and I did have an interest in it. Um, there are, I mean, I, you know, I mean, network sales being what they are, I've got a stack of DVDs of TV shows I've never watched, and I have the horrible sense that maybe I never will, you know. And uh, Big Finish used to be one of those things. I used to buy a lot of uh, Big Finish stuff. Uh, obviously, I've cut that down as well for uh, yeah. financial reasons as much as anything. But actually, I also find them less compelling. What it was with Big Finish was whenever I was in the car driving to work, listen to it you know i'd have a big finish disc in there and these days i only drive maybe three times a week and i'm really alone in the car so that was when i used to listen to them so i've actually had stuff on the shelf here now gathering dust that i bought before i was you know kicked to the curb and i'm slowly getting through it because you know occasionally i do drive on my own and so i get half an hour and i put a big finish on but oh, yeah. but uh, there is such a backlog and television specifically television because obviously i do show i do a show about television is so vast there is so much of it that you buy a box set for example i bought a box set uh, two two years ago maybe three years ago of the fugitive uh, the uh, david jansen yeah 
series from the early 60s. And even, and I've watched the first season, I've not got around, you know, but there's 120 episodes of that. Mm. I've seen 30 of them, you know. Uh, and it's very difficult to find the time. So I, I, I find new shows occasionally. I mean, I've just, uh, because I, I, again, for various reasons, I picked up a season of The Waltons and I've just watched the first season of The Waltons. Uh, but I can't imagine watching all 220, whatever it is, episodes of The Waltons. I don't want to acquire nine seasons of The Waltons. I'm quite happy with my one. And that will be, you know, it'll give me a taste of the show without necessarily feeling. And I know you buy sort of years and years and years worth of soaps. And I get that. I understand that completest yeah. thing. But I've actually got to a point in life now where there's too much on the shelf to watch. But for I me only to be really, able to justify getting another show. Yeah, but I don't really do that when I really know I have a... Yeah, I mean, the ones that I watch, Prisoner and Sons and Daughters, I have a particular sort of... Yeah, I, I've always wanted to see these particular episodes. So it's, especially, it's a special... Well, that's it. You really have to want yeah. to see a show these days to actually acquire it. I mean, I'm... Uh, I mean, I'm as excited as anybody uh, as an old, sort of old-school Doctor Who fan whenever they announce a new Blu-ray release. I think, oh, but I can honestly say that there are at least four of those seasons that are still in the cellophane. Yes, same with I've me. never even opened, but yeah, no, I, I haven't yet either. Um, um, and that sort of feels, well, you know, wasteful somehow, but I know they're there, and at one point I will, you know, in my dotage, you know, if I'm spared, <laughs> I will I will sit down and, and give them a proper watching but i mean i do open them up if there's a particular documentary that people are telling me is good i will open them up and watch that but i haven't actually i don't think i, I think i've watched a, of, of all the releases so far of, of the ones on disc i've probably only seen about half a dozen mm. you know actually that i've watched the actual stories you know i'm a bit like you with the big finish with podcasts these days because i don't commute mm. It's I, difficult, I, isn't it? I, I There's so to, much audio. Yeah, uh, and of course, also if you're editing a podcast, you can't listen to a pod, another podcast at the same time. So I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm putting together the files, or when I'm winding things up or releasing um, yeah. them. Or I can't. Sometime. I can't listen to anything when I'm editing at all. I can't even put music on. It's um, well, it's yeah, too. Well, I mean, I don't listen to much music. I'm, I, one of the things that interests me. We are talking about things that make you grumpy. I get quite annoyed actually because I'm just not, I don't feel I belong anymore because all the stuff that's on telly, I doesn't, it doesn't seem to talk to me and, and people get excited about bands and stuff. And I, it really amazes. I think, well, maybe it doesn't amaze other people. Uh, maybe they just know me too well, but I, how little music I, I listen to in my life, really. I mean, especially as we, I know we do podcasts about music, but I don't actually put music on to play. Again, this is this thing about in the car, I, I've put on big finish discs um the and i i will put on an old cd when i'm cooking mm. but generally speaking because there's no point putting a story dvd on when you're cooking because you get involved in the you, you know it just you don't follow the story but um the thing that gets me is that though i put on old old music but i don't ever really listen to modern music at all i don't listen to modern radio station i don't listen to music radio very much hardly ever occasionally i'll walk into the room and and my partner's got um uh, uh six music on the tv you know because because she's doing something or other but uh generally i don't hear much new music so I, I completely feel out of the loop i'm still i mean i still get 
I convinced that Oasis are a new band. I've never said that before, but I genuinely am. I'm convinced, and and I remember, you know, I remember them being a new band in sort of eighty three, sorry, ninety three, ninety four. But um, but that, that still feels like as modern as music gets to me. Yeah. And people talk to me like, oh, you must have heard of Muse, and I go, what? You know, I look at things like Pointless, and they ask questions that I haven't. These are just faces on a wall to me, you know. Well, um, I think we shall leave it there, and we'll we'll come back to some more grumbles another time. Things uh, that make Marty grumpy. There's a whole separate podcast for that. <laughs> we could do a whole full length one at this. At this I could time become it. an expert, the world's leading expert on being a miserable bastard. <laughs> but where we run out of music, um, when we run out of music to discuss, uh, we we can move on to grumbles. Eleven thousand and two reasons to carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people will look forward to that. Yeah, I'm sure they might. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice anyway, to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. And um, listeners will should return to our our previously um, um, thingy. Yes, go just listen. Go on. Our scheduled programs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank goodness Martin's here. All right. Um, thanks, Martin. And um, go and have a listen. Listeners. Just just sit there. You'll, it'll get into your ears eventually. Okay. <laughs> you take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think we're probably running out of time. Apologies if you can hear the fan. It's uh, it's quite warm now. We're in June, of course. Um, yeah. I, I only hope we've made the right decision with Ozymandias, the talking duck. I mean, the other two really were... Um, really were no good at all, I, I thought. But uh, anyway, <laughs> if, if you're listening, uh, sorry. Um, but no. Uh Yes, so uh, Ozymandias doesn't start for a week or two yet, so don't expect to hear him on the show quite yet, because, well, we've got quite a lot of episodes in the cans, which I've got to release as well. Um, But uh, anyway, well, at least we've made a decision. Although I'm still very torn about just, you know, leaving poor old Dick uh, in the other dimension. We've got to do something about it, but uh, until we do, uh, I, I can't think what to do but uh, anyway uh, Ozzy Mandius will be here and at least we'll fill that egg shaped gap <laughs> okay right well that's what we've got time for uh, plenty of episodes in the can and we'll be back again soon alright um, thanks for listening bye bye <laughs> yeah okay bye now bye bye
whether this will work. I'm not sure. Paul, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a pie seance. Try to remember how Charlie Gurr did it. Oh, Paul. Uh, well, it looks kind of like we were doing it. But why? I'm trying to communicate with the other dimension. Just trying to send out a message and say, look, we'll, we'll come. Oh, Paul, I, I don't know if it's a good idea. But that's what we've been saying for ages. But now it's in danger. We haven't got any choice. Oh, I suppose you're right. Look, um, I think I need some peace and quiet. Um, let, let, let's hold hands over the pie. Yes, all right. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Um, well, uh, what now? Um, I, 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 we've got candles. We've got the lights down low. Um, I suppose I just speak. Um, calling out to the other dimension. Calling out to my other dimensional self. Please contact us. We are willing to discuss uh, meeting. Please do not hurt Ick. Please do not hurt Ick. Please contact us. Um, we, we want to speak to you. We want to visit you. But you must understand that my, my health isn't what it was. Uh, and I will need accompaniment if I am to travel to your other dimension. So... Um, I'm not being obstructive. I'm just not. Uh, I'm just not capable, probably, of travelling all over there by myself. So please, you know, get in contact soon, please, uh, and don't hurt Eek. Yes, don't hurt Eek, please. Um, all right. Bye. Is that it, Paul? Well, I think. I think so. I couldn't think of anything else to say. Maybe we'll hear from them somehow. I'm not sure how. Why can't they just email Paul? I don't know. I don't know why they can't just email. It baffles me, to be honest. Why can you hear a sound, Paul? A sound? Is it from the other dimension? No, Paul, I think it's just the theme music. Oh. Oh, oh yes, it is. Sorry. Uh -huh. oh, well, um, we better. We better go. Yes, Paul. Well, maybe we'll hear from them soon. Yeah, maybe we will. Uh, well, thank you for helping that. Thank, uh, thank you very much. With no trouble, no trouble at all. Good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. Wow, really? No kidding. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. F again. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go! I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net Oh dear. Oh dear. I wonder what will become of me. Oh, Ick. Don't worry. Nothing will become of you. 
nothing bad, not at the moment. You are a valuable commodity to us. You are um, our bargaining chip. Oh, 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 I can't believe it. And the other dimension it was very clever, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, well... Where is the other dimensional it? Oh, I don't know. He's gone flying off. We can't have him in the same scene as you. It would be just too confusing. The voices are, are too similar. Oh, right. Um, well, what happens now? Well, well I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Your dimensional Paul has been in contact if I reply seance, he appealed to us not to uh, hurt you. He says they're ready to talk. But I think I'll drag it out a little longer. You're taunting them. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Taunting them. Still. Oh, you might like to know they're looking for a replacement for you. Only temporary, of course. Well, that's what they think. Oh, I'm not intending to do anything to you, as such. But, uh, well, once they get over here, things are going to change. So, yeah, I'm not sure things will ever go back to normal. And there won't be an egg-shaped hole that needs fixing, because there won't be any Shy Life podcast. What are you planning? What are you planning, you evil, poor person? I'm not evil, I'm just from a different dimension. And uh, I have different priorities. You are evil. You're planning to destroy the Charlotte Podcast. Millions of people will be upset if you destroy that show, you know. Uh, millions? Well, uh, thousands. Thousands of listeners will be deprived of the Charlotte Podcast. What will I do? Um, thousands? All right. Hundreds. Hundreds of listeners will be deprived of, uh, of the Charlotte Podcast if you destroy it. Uh, hundreds? All right, hundreds. Hundreds of viewers. Uh, even hundreds? <laughs> but it used to be hundreds. Look, all right. Sometimes we don't get a hundred immediately. It takes a while. Times are hard in podcasting, man. <laughs> You're being very pedantic. Well, I am, but I'm from the other dimension, so, you know, <laughs> I'm allowed to be. Anyway... I need to go and make a cup of tea. Uh, uh, will you make me a cup of tea? Uh, I, I will, but uh, don't don't tell anyone because I'm supposed to be being evil. Uh, would you like a biscuit as well? Oh, thank you. Yes, biscuit would be nice. I'll make you drink in a big cup. You know, the one you like. Oh, the one with Trubert on it. Yes, yes. Anyway, um, don't let anyone know, though, that I, I'm not always evil. Alright, I won't. <laughs> no, I'm terrified. Yes, you should be terrified. Uh, I really am quite terrifying. Yes, I know. It's alright. You've done enough. Can I stop it now? Uh, yes, I think so. It's the end of the episode. <laughs> Man, was that worth it or not? Oh my goodness. That was a darling little shoe. What the hell just happened on this show? I mean, seriously, reverse it, because I lost... What the... What's going on? What happened?
645 This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard Oh my god, is this show over with yet?